Welcome to the KPC Podcast. This week's message is from Pastor Steve Keller. Okay, now listen, I, I don't want you to worry, okay? I once went to a wedding where um, the father of the, the groom did the, uh, did the service, and um, it's never a good idea for that to happen. I've done it once, but it's not a good idea in general. And so uh, my wife was standing up. She was, she was one of the attendants, and the guy got up and he preached for an hour and 15 minutes. He was just so full of juice. I'm not going to do that to you, okay? But I want to give you some thoughts on joy this morning, because that's, that's what we've been singing about, just celebrating the joy of Jesus I want to give you just a few thoughts on joy, okay? So let me start with a question. Have you ever met anyone who was just flat out joyful? Okay, so let's just make sure we're, we're, we're on the same definition here. We're talking about a person who is just buoyant, you know? It seems like through, throughout the days of their life and your interaction with them, they just rise to the surface. You know, they're cheerful, they're lighthearted, um, you know, they, they just have, have the best outlook on things. They're the kind of people that don't walk through life as much as they dance, sing, bounce. That kind of person, right? You know, for, for them, everything is potential. Everything is silver lining. Everything is possibility. And the question that I have for you is where does that come from? You know, where does a person get like that? Well, the answer is, it is a gift of God, a gift of God to us through Jesus Christ. And this is something we celebrated when we lit the candle. This, this is prophesied about Jesus. This was promised 700 years before his birth that he would come and he would change life like this for all of us. I'll read it to you again. Isaiah 65, 18 through 19. Be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight, and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. So I just want to talk to you for a couple of minutes about that joy. I want to tell you, first of all, where that joy comes from. Here's a little parable, very familiar to you, Luke 15, 4 through 7. It says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go out to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry that sheep home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents than 99 who are righteous and don't need to repent. Now, I know what some of you are thinking when you hear that. Where in the heck is Steve going with this, okay? Where, where, where I want to start with is for us is a fresh revelation of heaven. You know, we, we wonder what heaven is like. You know, we, we hear the descriptions and pearly gates. And listen, I, I, I can't describe it for you, okay, in, in visual detail. But I can tell you one thing about heaven. The mood of heaven, the atmosphere of heaven, the disposition of heaven is captured in the one word that we are celebrating today. And that word is joy. Heaven is a place of intense bliss, incredible delight. God's home is a place where there is rejoicing all day long. I, I, I lost track of the time, but let me show you the visual I was going to use for you today, okay? I'm not going to use it, but I was going to fire this thing up about 10 times if I had, if I had time in the message. Y'all, heaven, turn on the disco ball because they're always rejoicing in heaven. 
You know, they are. And you say, well, why? I don't quite put it together. Well, here's why. God has been on a, on a rescue mission for thousands and thousands of years, and that rescue mission has been a success. People are getting saved day after day after day, so the party in heaven just never ends. That's where joy comes from, okay? God is the shepherd in that parable. You know, and, and uh, it says it best, verse 7, I tell you, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than 99 who haven't strayed away. So we hear that today and we go, well, that's great for God. That's great for heaven, but what about us? Well, let me ask you a question. In the parable, how do y'all think the sheep is feeling? The sheep that gets rescued, how, yeah, he's feeling good. You know, this sheep, okay, since salvation is what every heart desires most, how do you think that sheep is doing in the parable? And, and, and listen, you don't have to wonder because so many of you have met Jesus Christ. You can tell me what it's like, but in case we need a visual, Hollywood has given us one of the greatest visuals of salvation. Now, I don't know if, you're, if, if, if you remember it, so in case you haven't, check this out. This is it right here. I just think that scene captures what happens when Jesus Christ enters our life, heaven breaks into our, our earthly experience, and it's like that, isn't it, you know? Jesus has come. I'm not an orphan any longer. I'm not a prisoner on death row. I'm not a slave. I'm free. And, and, and so we get that. You know, we, we, we kind of capture both those. Okay, that's the mood of heaven. That's what it's like when I'm saved and what I'm moving toward. But then there's this other reality we all deal with, and that's in between the moment of salvation and when we get to heaven. And there are all those hard times in between. How do we as people hold on to that joy in the hard times? How do we get through? And folks, I think Jesus Christ himself is the perfect example for us. Listen to this. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says this. Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Considered him who endured such opposition so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You know what that verse is telling us? It's telling us this. Every day of Jesus' life, he is walking towards the cross, okay? The cross is going to be agonizing. This will be a brutal execution. The pain involved not just the cross, but all those last hours of his life. Jesus is about to face all of that. But listen, as he's walking towards the cross, every day of his life, there is a greater joy because of what God is doing. God is going to accomplish so, something so incredible through the cross that the pain, the agony, and the suffering of the cross is worth it. That, that y'all, and, and for us... We have to understand that the, these last moments of his life, you know, so it's like he's in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, oh God, my soul is overwhelmed to the point of sorrow, you know, with, with sorrow to the point of death. Jesus is feeling that agony, but there's a deeper part of Jesus saying, but you know what? So many people are going to get saved. If I had the disco ball on, I'd start discoing. The family of God is about to explode. There is a joy because God is doing something greater, even in the midst of these last days of agony and suffering. And so the question I think we have to ask ourselves as Christians, as believers, as God's children is, is God up to something great in my life, though? 
I want to remind you of three verses, okay? Romans 8, 31 and 35, uh, 37 through 39. Hear this in the context of any trial you've ever faced, anything you might be going through right now. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can separate us from the love of God? Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am convinced, writes Paul, that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's where some of our joy comes from. Consider this one, Philippians 1.6, being confident of this... He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Here's another one. Ecclesiastes 3.11. God makes everything beautiful in its time. We talk about joy at the Christmas season. Y'all, I want you to remember, the bottom line is God is up to a good work in our lives. God is doing something amazing in you. In the good times and the bad times, God is at work. And y'all, if we can keep that in view, we can be like Jesus Christ, who had joy, though he was going toward a cross. And by the way, that doesn't just apply to us as individuals. That applies to us as a church. As a church here at KPC, you know, we have times of struggle as well. Is God still at work here? Well, folks, if we can remember... And hold on to the same scriptures as a church. Philippians 1.6. God always completes what he starts. Ecclesiastes 3.11. When God gets done with KPC, it, we're going to be beautiful. Romans 8. There is nothing down here that can separate us from the love of God. The bottom line is this. Joy. That's what this whole gig, this whole journey, this, this whole life down here is for for us as Christians. Jesus Christ said it so beautifully. I have told you all of these things. Now, which all things is he talking about? All things that he's ever spoken to us. I have told you all of this for a reason. So that my joy might be in you. And that your joy might be complete. This year. This year, let's embrace the joy of Jesus Christ as a church, as we come together in unity, as we walk in love, and as we just generously and lavishly love the world around us. Deal? Deal. Okay, good. Well, let me pray for us. We'll go home. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for the celebration today. God, we thank you for joy. And we thank you that for, for us, joy is not just a fleeting emotion. Joy is Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And I thank you that, Lord, we have joy all around us. Lord, we have joy in us. And we thank you, Lord, that you have called us to be a people who walk through this earth with a different step, a different outlook, heading toward a different destination. And, God, we just ask you this season to use us to be a part of the great rescue mission that, God, we would be fishers of men and that would even be our joy that just pulls people into the nets in Jesus' name. We love you. We honor you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to the KPC podcast. For more messages and information, visit kpc.org.